What is up, fellow Benchwarmers? Welcome to another episode of Fantasy Benchwarmers. I'm your host, JJT, with Commish Eric. Commish Eric, we, next week, we're going to have our first draft in our FBWD. I know you're not as um, happy with the draft positions that we are in. We've been quite unlucky with the draft, draft positions. Not really unlucky, but uh, we would have wanted... Uh, Somewhere in the middle, maybe, or of course, someone. I somewhere think, high. yeah, I think uh, right now I have because in my own, uh, well, I guess for a lot of people also, there are around 11 to 12 first rounders that I'm really comfortable to call first rounders. Yeah. And then it's, you know, up to different debates already about 13, 14, 15, and so on and so forth. We had an episode about that about the 15 to 20th risky players. And then the problem is, that's your second round pick. Their first round pick is also going to be risky because, yeah. as I we said, just talk about, you know, 12, 10 12. onwards, 10 onwards, a little risky. Uh, if you say you can stretch it to 12, uh, so if I you can, were... Yeah. I, I can stretch it to 12, maybe 13 if you put Halliburton there. Uh, some people are not sold on Halliburton. Some people are high. So there's like uh, uh, different opinions. But okay, let's put Halliburton there. So that's 13. But 14, you could go LeBron. You could go Kyrie. You could go AD. You could go Paul George. You can go Devin Booker, John Morant. Kyrie's <laughs> even going lower. I mean, we put out a poll out there and then, you know, yeah. most of the managers or players felt that he's a third-rounder, which I felt the, is really quite low uh, considering the potential. Uh, even I'm, if he plays like, you know, I, I'm looking at if he might play around 50 to 60 games. I think those are solid numbers already. He misses back-to-back maybe, you know, um, some some missed games here and there. I, I There might be some... I, I'm not even sure if Toronto still accepts uh, unvaccinated players, but no, right? So, no. so he'll miss those games. But I think if he is able to play fifty plus games, I think that's a, so, a, a solid number of games already for him. Yeah, he he was fifth per game last year, despite all the drama and everything that happened. He was fifth per game. So, and, and no, no question. I mean, if he can get actually fifty fifty is low, but uh, he he had sixty four, I think, two years ago with Boston or three years ago. And then in his first year, of course, with Brooklyn, uh, that was an injured injury prone year. And then last year, but the la- the last two years with Boston, he had, he was decent. I mean, if you can get sixty games out of him, he'll be a first rounder even in total. So he's always he's but, always been you know, considered. Uh, I cannot say underrated, but he's always considered a risky player. He's been going like even when he's healthy, he's been going like the. Late second round, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th pick, right? And that's already a good, good value because he's always, you know, uh, other than the missed games on a per game basis, he can always easily beat those. Uh, it's just that there's a lot of risk around him. So, but I think third round, fourth round, that's too, too low. Um, one of our uh, managers who's also part of our leagues, uh, Christopher Alfonso said that he got him in the 46th pick. 
Kyrie, 46 pick. That's that's that's, that's absurd. 46 is too low. Right? 46 right? is too low. I mean, uh, I, 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 I'm not surprised. But at the same time, 46 is quite low. For Kyrie. No, that's too low. That's too low. Uh, Kyrie going going out of the top 20 is already too low for me. Given this, we have to we have to uh, also uh, look at the circumstances this year compared to last year. As we said, aside from Toronto, there are other the other cities are already allowing unvaccinated players, and um, it's a contract year. And um yeah, he will find ways to miss games. Of course, he will have a party, his birthday, or whatever. No, he, he might get traded. Some you know, I mean, that's the I I think if there's one news that's been uh making managers fear of him is that he might get traded and all because there've been rumors before. Uh, but yeah, forty six is too low. I think too low. If you get him at a 30 plus, that's really good value already. I think I'll I'll pick him there if he's available there. Uh, but going back to you know that low low first round picks like the 12, 13, 14, I think this is probably the only year I could remember where in those usually you don't really fear a position, right? You don't fear where you're gonna get because you know it's a snake draft you're probably you know you could get a good second rounder but i think this year a lot of managers are fearful within that range right the 12 13 14 because who to pick right i mean that's the the question unlike before there's some consensus 12 13 14 pick now there's like uh, a lot of risky picks until the 12th i i'm 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 comfortable with the 12th pick uh, I have someone Who's here your... in mind. Uh, all right, so let's just quickly go through before we dive into the depth charts. So Jokic is probably a unanimous first, right? Jokic, uh, Giannis, and Luca could go there, or they could go lower. But I'm pretty sure they're gonna be top ten at least. I think Luca, Giannis, KD are the next tier. Uh, mm-hmm. That's two, three, four, in my opinion, and then Embiid is five. And then yeah. Harden, um, Curry. Yeah. That's six and seven. And then there's um Tatum. Tatum's eight. Carl Anthony Towns. Uh yeah. Trey is ten. Uh who am I missing? I'm missing one player. Um uh Carl Anthony Towns, Trey, Steph, Harden, Lamello. Lamello. Lamello, yeah. Lamelo is part of that uh Dame. Tatum Dame. Trey, that that Carl Anthony Towns that range that's the 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 seven to eleven I think yeah seven to eleven around that range after Embiid then Harden seven to eleven they're the for me it's up to your taste really whether you go Tatum yeah, Towns position or, you want you know it depends yeah. on if you like a center or a guard or that whatever. after the after the Harden Steph Embiid trio. Five, six, seven. So that's eight, nine, ten, eleven. The twelfth for me is uh Lillard. Mm-hmm. Although Lillard actually can go higher than twelve, yeah. I think. In my, I'm confident about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with Lillard until Lillard. Now thirteenth is Halliburton. Uh that's and Halliburton has been, you know, in ranks 
in pre-draft yeah. ranks are ranging from the late first round to even the late second round. So that that's a large gap, right? So if you're picking 13th and you're looking at Halliburton, you gotta think twice because you know some some ranks have him at what uh 17, 18. Yeah. Right? So so that's quite a gap in terms of the ranks. So you'll have you you think twice because if especially if you're looking at the ranks, uh is he really going to be living up to the expectations of a first rounder? Uh and Indiana is one of the teams are we're gonna talk about today, but yeah, it's now. I think it's you know before um, mock drafts are not as big, maybe for for some, but now more than ever, if you're in that 12, 13, 14 pick, uh, you should at least do a bunch of mock drafts. To for see me, what... for me, you start at fourteen. Uh, I have a fourteen pick. I, I'm sure you would have. I don't know if you have, but. Uh, you probably will will with the luck that we have. So it's <laughs> so in, who in, you get fourteen fifteen in in the seven seven draft lotteries uh, that we done. We have three thirteen picks okay, for the fantasy bench warmers team. One fourteen pick, one twelve pick, one fifth pick, and one six pick. So um, our luck. Hopefully, you know, we're going to get more luck in the next few drafts. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. So we'll talk more about these things as we talk about the depth charts. So today we'll continue with the depth chart series. We already had eight last week. Uh, today we're going to talk about Denver, Detroit, Golden State, and Indiana. Uh, let me share my screen so you can see it. All right, Denver. Uh, I guess, you know, Jokic is clear number one. I don't think we will discuss much about Jokic at this point. Two players who came, who are coming back from injury would be, you know, the more intriguing topics to discuss. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. We talked about Jamal Murray um, early, I think. Early on, I, I forgot which episode, but how do you see Jamal Murray here? Do you think I, I, you're gonna I, ease I, him I like back Murray or? this year? I, I like Murray this year. He was top 40 before he got injured. He's been around that third round, late third, early fourth before he got injured. Um, he's going, I think, 70, sometimes 75 right now. He's sometimes even lower. So people have forgotten about him or worried about the ACL. That's 18 months ago. He's been playing for a while. I, I'm. I know he's gonna miss some back-to-backs. He's gonna be load managed early in the season, so probably minutes would be 28, 30, maybe not to 35, 36 like before. But still, um, range 65, 70. He's a steal there. I, I, I actually, uh, he reminds me of Pascal Siakam last year. He reminds mm-hmm. me of that. Yeah. Uh, someone who should be a third and fourth rounder, but going seventy-five to eighty or seventy to eighty because of injury concerns, and I think it's gonna pay off. So Jamal is someone I like this year. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think the peak here is probably the ceiling is around the fifties, forties, so and fifties. Forties, fifties, yeah. Yeah. If he if he drops to seventies, that's a big drop already, and that's a nice. 
uh, position. It, I think it also depends on which type of players. I mean, he, he is coming off an ACL injury. Um, I think many are concerned about that. Uh, plus, I think if you pick him, just make sure that the other players are somehow quite solid in terms of, uh, you know, not as injury-prone as some of the, of the other guys. Well, Jamal was not an injury-prone player. I think it was yeah. just a one, one-off injury. The guy that you're, we're going to talk about next, Michael Porter Jr., that's the guy maybe that, that you know, you pair with someone less risky. But the, the funny thing here is Michael Porter Jr. is climbing up the draft ranks. Again? He's going, yes, he's going in the late 30s now, sometimes early 40s. So he's way ahead of Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's at 70. At Yahoo, I think, has it at 70 something, if I'm not mistaken. So Porter is way, way ahead, way ahead of Jamal Murray. In, and in the do rank. you think he's worthy of that? 30 I think so. You might be surprised, but um, I, I, re- I listened to some podcasts of, of Denver uh, analysts and yeah, the back will not. The back problem will not go away. But he, they had, they, they fixed it now. But it will come back eventually down the road. But they don't know when. So it's like they don't know how long he can still play. Maybe three years, four years, five years. So, but I think for this year, he should be healthy. I think he should be healthy this year. He he was close to playing last year. So I think he should be healthy this year. Not not gonna be eighty-two game player, of course. Sixty-two but third round, games. I mean. But you know, thirties, thirties is too high for me. No, not thirty. He's he's around thirty, late thirties to early forties. That's yeah, where he's going. That's yeah. Well, that's okay. But I think, given the risk, and if you know, if you know, if in some drafts Kyrie is going lower than Michael Porter Jr., that's crazy. I I think you know. Nah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I am more afraid of Michael Porter Jr. than Kyrie. Um, just because yeah, of the injury I, I history. This is not like the back injury. It's not like the first time he's had it. Uh, he had this problem you know, even before. I mean, not maybe exactly the same problem, but he's had back problems even in college, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but the point is they fixed it then and then he was able to play for at least two years, three years. That's what they think. You know, it's not going to go away. He's going to be able to play for a couple of years, okay, and then it will come back and haunt him. So I think this year, yes, uh, of course there's a chance it will it will hurt So you're more year, confident think, with Michael Porter Jr. than Jamal Murray this year? I'm confident that he's going to stay healthy. Uh, yeah, and maybe let's just put it in a way we're in a manager's you as a manager would be more, would not be, what are the chances of you getting disappointed with Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray? I mean, which player do you think you'll get more disappointed with? Um, definitely you... Michael Porter because uh, he's, as I said, if he was around 80 or 90 as the first ranks uh, was, I'm okay, I'm okay. But he, he's climbing up, he's moving up 50s, 40s, 30s. So you feel it's a little too high? 40s, 30s? I think if he was at late 40s, I, I, that would be fine. But I see him going early fourth round sometimes, 38, 39, uh, sometimes 40, 41. A little high, a little high for me. Um, I've never been a big fan of MPJ anyways. Um, 
He's a he's a he's a three point shooter who get who shoots the ball well. Uh, I I get that I get that appeal. He rebounds relatively well. Uh, but outside of those, uh, I find it lacking a little bit the overall uh, stat set of MPJ. And with the risk, I would be more comfortable if he goes maybe in the fifties, in the fifties. Mm-hmm. So he's probably more disappointed. Probably there's a bigger chance to be disappointed with him okay. than. Jamal, if you're gonna go Jamal at the 70s, I mean, there's almost zero chance he's gonna be disappointing you unless he gets injured again. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets uh, another player, let's talk about the shooting guard, I think. This is starting lineup. Jamal, I think, starts unless maybe they decide to ease him a little bit more, but I doubt he doesn't. He comes off the bench, but Jamal starts. KCP probably starts. Uh, MPJ starts if he's healthy. Uh, if not, maybe Bruce Brown takes his place. Uh, Aaron Gordon starts. Jokic starts. Um, KCP. Last year he had good value. I mean, not throughout the season, but uh, he's he was within the top one hundred for pretty much majority of the season. Yeah, KCP is okay. Um, I think uh, he'll love it. He love playing with uh Jokic. He's gonna get a lot of. He 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 cuts very well. He shoots better, I think, than Will Barton. So I think he's gonna have a good season. Uh, maybe later rounds, you know, la- flyer last few rounds, kind of a pick. But he's gonna be okay. Um, the first five is solid. I, I think that's the first five. There's no debate about the first five. Maybe the yeah. bench is the thing that that's kind well, of the bench is in. Here. It's not well. It's question mark, but it's also intriguing. Bones Highland is a player. He's a your player. Who probably many would think you know can somehow get some fantasy value. Um, do you think he's the he's going to be that guy this year? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't think I know he's gonna get fantasy value. I know he's gonna get fantasy value. He's one of uh the the well sleeper. That's of course sleepers. Okay, let's just put it that. I mean, he's not a sleeper. Every every everybody's been talking about him. One of the players have been talking about. And if you look at the depth chart, you can see why. Of course, they lost um, Monte, they yeah. lost um, Facundo, they lost uh, Austin Rivers. So uh, a lot of, of course, people will say Jamal came back, but they still need someone to back him up, especially if they're gonna load manage him and he's gonna miss some back to backs and everything else. There, he's gonna miss some games. Bones yeah. will be the sixth man. If you look at the bench, there's no score there. <laughs> there's really no score there. So Bones will be the sixth man, and I think they'll they'll give him uh, a lot more chances to score uh, this year. So are you picking Bones as your surprise player yeah. for for Denver this year? If I am I picking him? Are you picking him as your surprise player player who might surprise you this year? He's in, he's in my list. I have actually uh, I wrote a, an uh, article I haven't released yet. One of the breakout possible breakout sleepers kind of players, and he's. One of the top players in my list. I see. I mean, I don't expect him to be a top fifty player this year. Of course not. But uh, maybe an, at least bring uh, in the top one hundred. Possible, uh, depending on how Jamal, you know, how Jamal's help uh, goes. But I think Bones. Um, I think he's he's gonna be around what Tyrese Maxi. Maybe not as good, but the leap of Maxi last year. I think Bones. Bones can 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 do that this year. All right. Uh. Yeah. So that's 
Denver for you, uh, quite a deep lineup somehow. I mean, at least you get five solid fantasy players in your starting yeah, five. Yeah, I, I, I have silent. one more player here, uh, Zeke Nagy. Looking at the... Well, I hope they don't play DeAndre Jordan, of course, backing to, <laughs> to back up uh, Jokic because he, he really can't play anymore. So Zeke last year was able to get some value late in the season. So look out for that backup uh backup slot. Remember in Philadelphia, we talked about Embiid's backup at that time. Yeah. And we said there's no backup there. We talked about Paul mm-hmm. Reed. Of course, they signed Montrez Harrell the other day. So now Reed's value kind of is uh, 50-50 uh, because of Harrell's entry. Now here in Denver, something might be something similar might happen if they sign another veteran. But as of now, if it's just the Andre Jordan, if you're in very deep leagues, uh, watch out for Zeke Nagy. Maybe a very, very deep league uh, uh, player to consider. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Denver. It's Denver's depth chart. Let's move on to Detroit's depth chart. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, another interesting lineup here with Detroit. Cade, starting five. Okay. That will be up for debate. So, you go first. <laughs> Cade. I go Cade. Sadiq is Cade. for... You know, starter. Um, yeah, Bagley, I think, could start. Um, and I see Stewart. I'm not sure who starts at shooting guard, though. Uh, but I think Burke starts. Um, you think Burke starts over Ivy? Yeah. I think Burke starts. At least okay. early in this, then... at the start of the season. So it's Cade, uh, Burke, Sadiq. Bagley and Stewart. Okay, so Ivy goes. You think Ivy starts? I think Ivy starts. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, of course, uh, we don't know anything can happen here. So, could be Burks, could be Burks, but I think Kate and Ivy they'll try to, you know, play them together right away with Bay Sadiq, and then I say a Stewart. We're agreeing with that. The Marvin yeah. Bagley thing. Yeah, 80% chance he starts, but I th- there's a lot of possibilities there. They could start Isaiah Livers. He played well last year. Kelly Olenek. So there's players there that could start. So I'm just saying 87 to 80% they'll start Bagley, not because he's good or better than those players, but because... Not because he's uh, good. No, <laughs> maybe because they, want, uh, they gave him a contract, so they want to... Yeah, yeah. I think that's my reason as well. I mean, uh, they started him last year. I think he continues to start this year. Um, I I mean, I don't see Dwayne Casey as someone, right? It's still Dwayne Casey, right? The the coach. Uh, Yeah. I don't see him making uh, major changes. I say a is someone to watch out though uh, at that position. Uh, Maybe not right off the bat. But uh, maybe some time in the season, not maybe not even long into the season because Bagley will suck. I know that Olinik can be traded. So Livers is someone that I project will start sometime in the season. He will be the starting power forward of this team sometime sometime next season, I think. Yeah. Uh, any in well, the, I think I, the intriguing guys here. Well, let's start off maybe with Cade, right? Yeah. There. Cade, how do you see the development of Cade going to be? Uh, you know, second year, sophomore. He started, he didn't start the season last year because of injury. That I think might have uh you know 
contributed in him not winning the Rookie of the Year. Uh, but how do you see him this year? Uh, I'll be honest. At first, I wasn't looking at him as uh, someone, you know, that someone really I'm excited about. But eventually, I look at the lineup. I look at the stats last year, the post All Star game, last twenty thirty game stats, and they're really good. And they're then, good. But but you're right. He's not an exciting player to pick, though. Yes. I mean, if you if you compare it to the batch of rookies that he was with. He's not. He's probably the least exciting player there. Yes, but you know what's funny? He's gonna be the first guy picked still, uh, in this year's draft, fantasy wise, among the sophomores, and rightfully so. Uh, really? Now that I've thought, yes, he will. He will be the first guy uh, picked over Mobley. Um, over Mobley. I, I. He's. He's going. He's going as early as twenty some late twenties. Uh, Kate Cunningham. Uh, I've seen. Uh, he's th- ranked currently 32nd. So he's the highest ranked. Yes, the highest ranked sophomore is ranked 32nd. And this this ranking was before the Donovan Garland trade. So that's my that's my, one more thing I'm I'm I, I was gonna mention because the trades that happened uh, hurt some of the guards ahead of him. So I think that really improves yeah. his ranking even more because if you're gonna think about it right now, would you pick him? Or would you pick Donovan? Would you pick him or would you pick Garland? I think you go with him right now. Um, even SG, although I know SG is better than him, they have almost the same kind of stat set. If you look at it from last season, every season. one of those, every one of those guys are probably better than him. It's just that you know the situation they're in is not as good as Cade's situation. But SGA's, uh, SGA's um, stats last year were very similar to what Cade did. Very similar to what Kate did. Um, so I think this year, I would you be surprised if he goes twenty five and five? That's very that's that's easy for him. Twenty five five and one point something steals. That's what that's what SGA what that's what SGA does. And I don't think he's gonna be rested like SGA. So that's why I think he might go ahead of SGA in some drafts. But they will be neck and neck in most. Most drafts. Yeah. Very interesting, really, this year's uh, fantasy drafts. Uh, lots of players moving up. Lots of players, you know, the old reliables before starting to move down. Uh, new faces trying to move up, right? We have Lamelo. No, I, I, I assume that you're not that high on Gade. Uh, not that high, but I could see him there in the second round. Maybe a late second round pick. I, the way you said it, you know, if I think about it, the players there and with the lots of uncertainties there, yeah, he could. Plus the situation he he's he in, yeah. he, the situation he's in, there's really no competition for minutes. Um, even if they're, you know, Detroit is probably tanking, they're, you know, they're still playing their young players, right? It's not like this. This Detroit team is not like the. OKC tanking were in. They really need to tank because of those yes. picks. Yes. Uh, Detroit, I, I don't think, has that many or you know crucial draft picks to begin with. So um, I guess my question to you is simple: is would you pick him over Donovan, Garland, SGA, or Bradley Beal? Because those are the players, Chris Paul. Those I'll are probably... the five players that you will choose at that range. Bradley is going thirty third. That's his ranking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I won't pick him over Bradley. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Chris so, Paul, man. Chris Paul. Chris Paul, Garland, Mitchell, SGA. How about these guys? Because I mean, if you're gonna pick, if you're gonna rank him around second or third in that group, then that that automatically puts him in the top thirty, right? I mean, yeah, maybe I I, I can see picking him over Shea. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I can pick him over Donovan though. Um, okay. Garland's gonna be close. Uh, I can see picking him over Chris Paul just because Chris Paul's older, but I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul still could, you know, do whatever he has done for the past couple of years. Uh, but yeah, I can see, I think, except one player, maybe Donovan is the only guy I might pick for. Oh, uh, two, Brady Beal. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, for me, I'm I'm I have him ahead of those guys. Uh, just for this year, just if Donovan was in the same situation as before, maybe I pick Donovan. But given the situations, it's close. But uh, I have him a little higher than them. So we have a difference in in value of Cade a little bit. Yeah, but uh, I think what. Many managers would be torn about Cade is that the name value of these guys, right? Bradley Beal, yeah. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. I mean, Darius Garland last year was great, right? Uh, and to you know move him down below Cade, uh, it's going to be hard for some managers to really imagine. Um, yeah, so Cade's gonna be a tough one, uh, late. Uh, commission him at late first round, uh, late second round, maybe as, as early as late second round. Um, uh, 14 team league, I'm not saying 12 team, yeah, league. yeah, I'm not saying a big game. Most of, most of what we're talking about is mostly on a 14 team league, uh, uh, just because all of our leagues are 14 teams. Um, other guys, uh, I say is to uh, a disappointment last year. Is he going to be that guy? <laughs> Many expect. I mean, he doesn't have competition, right? So, I mean, position-wise, maybe yeah. uh, who? Olinik, Duran, Jalen Duran. Actually, that that's 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 what's making me think twice because Detroit loves Duran. I mean, boy, the coach loves him, the GM loves him. He was a top. He, they were all shocked beyond belief that he was there at number thirteen because the story there was. They were deciding between him or Jaden Ivy at number five. They were deciding between the two, and then they were shocked that both were available because Ivy was projected to be number three, I think, or something or four. And then Sacramento went with Keegan Murray, so Ivy felt five. But they were, but at the, at that point, they, they were sure that Ivy was not going to be available, so they were going to pick Ben Duren, and they were shocked that he was available at thirteen. I'm not saying that Duren would be starting over him, but. You gotta, there's another player they're 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 developing now in Duran. So I'm not sure that Stewart will get, you know, minutes handed to him like the past, right? Although actually even the past he was not given the minutes because he he kind of sucked. So nah, I'm I don't know. I don't know about this year and his minutes. Yeah, but for sure Stewart will start. Um. Uh, maybe there's competition, but it's so hard to pick a player like Duren, you know, over Stewart just because he's a rookie. 
Uh, yeah. We haven't really seen much, right? I mean, I mean, and and you know, he's not really a household rookie name, right? Not every manager knows about him as much. So, you know, risk averse managers would probably want to see more of him first before picking him. Um, so I think Stewart stays there, but it's just that I'm not even sure if he's gonna be good. They. They want him to shoot more from the outside, and that is also because of Duran. As you, if you if you saw the summer league, they were asking him to shoot threes. Yeah, uh, they, that's what they plan to do with him because they are they want to play him with Duran at the same time. So if the percentages of Stewart uh, is good from the three point range, then that helps him. That helps his value uh, somewhat. But if he doesn't shoot well, then I don't know. Ah. I'm sorry, but uh, I've seen Duran play, and I know his, I know his upside, and he 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 will be their center of the future. So, so Stewart will better make those three pointers <laughs> if he if he wants to stay fantasy relevant for us. So are you staying away from Stewart? At and would rather now, take you know we would rather take a chance on Duran and you know at the very late rounds. I've seen managers who have asked me, have shown me their teams, uh, have Duran as their last pick, and I was shocked actually that they, they do that they did that. I, at first, I was thinking about Duran as one of the last picks, but looking at the depth chart, I agree with you that they won't give it to him right away. Uh, there's Netherlands Noel there, there's Kelly Olinik, and remember this is Dwayne Casey. This is Dwayne yeah. Casey. So this is this is not someone who this is Dwayne Casey who from time to time would start Corey Joseph. Yes. Yes, that is that is the reason why when that's the reason why I pick Alex Alex Burks. Um, yeah, possible. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, although Ivy is a higher pick, so may a, a high pick, like maybe you know maybe he will be forced to play Ivy because that's their you know centerpiece addition this yeah. year. Um, Duran is not uh, as high a pick, so that's why I'm not too sure. I'm the, I just tell people if you picked him. Just be patient, you know. Just be. You have to be very, very patient, and you can. Aff- and you, you have to know that you can afford zeros for for quite some time. Remember, Isaiah Jackson, something like that. Yeah. You know, a while ago, we com- compared Jamal's fantasy to Pascal Siakam. This year, I will see Jalen Duran as Isaiah Jackson. Uh you know, if he gets minutes, he's gonna perform fantasy wise because of his skill skill set, but. When will that happen? What, what so, no, I will not pick Duran in the late rounds unless all of a sudden Detroit says that he's going to start. Yeah. So, then we'll change it. Uh, one thing's for sure about AC Stewart, he's probably not going to go as high as he did last year. Yes. Um, probably yes. he's going to go at the 80s, maybe the 90s. Uh, right? I mean, I don't see him. Last year, he went, what, 50s, 60s? I think those were the... That's where he's part of that, you know, Mid round, mid uh, round surge of centers that were picked. He's at one eleven. He's at one eleven this year. See, even better. I think one eleven is a good pick. If you just if about you right. Uh, yeah, it's about I, right. I mean, that's not a high risk pick. I mean, if you pick him one eleven, and he doesn't perform, it's easier to you know drop him eventually, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not gonna be as hard. Uh, other players who you think might surprise this year. Here in Detroit, um, 
I see the difference I mentioned him a while ago, and then maybe Sadiq Bay. Sadiq was so good last year. I mean, the second half of the year, right? And it yeah. was unbelievable. And Jeremy's gone. Jeremy's Grant is gone. So I think Sadiq uh, is a little underrated. A little underrated because of Cade, Ivy, and all these players. Sadiq is just those boring guy. He he can he has a potential to be those boring players that you know just uh, scores a lot of threes and then solid solid three point shooter. But he's a streaky guy, so be careful about that. Yeah, about Sadiq. Uh so yeah, you mean you know uh, watch out for Sadiq. Uh, uh, lastly, Ivy. I'm not. I'm staying away from Ivy. Um, if you if you remember what how Jalen Green started, how Jalen Sugg started, <laughs> it has the same thing written all over. The efficiency, the the fantasy problems. You can't shoot. Doesn't steal the ball as much and everything. So so if you, yeah. if you really look at Detroit's depth chart, it's really pretty much just Cade, Sadiq, Stewart, and maybe a little Bagley. Uh, you can take a late round flyer on maybe Jalen Duran or maybe you know, uh, fans of Kelly Olynyk can still <laughs> try to pick him. But no, the the I think the sure you know at least early on, uh, players with at least better fantasy value: Cade, Sadiq, Bagley, and Stewart. Uh, four deep when it comes to fantasy. All right, let's move on to the defending champs. This is. Timely because there was a question I think in our uh, mess uh, messages that came in about Moses Moody and Jonathan Kuminga. But before we get there, uh, it's about starting five for the Golden State Warriors. I think you know Curry, Clay. I mean, this is. I don't think we're gonna talk much about the starting five. Yeah, they're, I agree. I, they're pretty. I, I much, think that's the starting five. That's the starting uh, five. Yeah. Uh, any chance, James Wiseman? Um, not promoted eventually. Not this year. I don't see it this year, especially coming off two years of break. Uh, maybe in the future years. Not this year. Uh, Kawan Looney is not old. He looks old, but he's not old. He's like he, mid twenties. Yeah, he got a new contract and he fits the starting five very, very and well. He, he's been playing he better. He's been playing better. Yeah. Uh, last year, he showed so, so no, I don't think I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Uh, now let's talk about you know, I think all uh, except for Looney, uh, I, I don't know if Draymond is still fantasy relevant at this point. Yeah, Draymond is actually Draymond. If you're in a punt free throw build, is someone you can consider because he's he's go he's going low, he's going low, he's around uh, yeah, late last 70, year, 75, he's 75. So five is you know not really low. Well, it's it's really it's low. It's low for 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 him. Um, I think if you punch he's lost points, a little bit. He's lost a lot of those you know triple doubles. Uh, yes. High yes. steal, high block games. He's lost a lot of those. I mean, he's a great defender, but he's like a more intangible. The the his contributions have been more intangible. Than seen in the stat sheet. I think um, w- we kind of under uh, we were underwhelmed with this season last year, but he got he got injured. He was my player. He was a player in one of our leagues, and uh, he got injured. But before that, 
Yeah, he he was around seven seven seven, around one steal, a uh, one point something steals, one point something blocks. So, uh, those numbers are okay. I mean, those numbers are okay. Not not the peak, uh, Draymond, of course, but that's still worth something. I, as I said, if you're punting something like free throws or points, one of the two, uh, Draymond suddenly becomes uh valuable. And if you can get him at se- late seventies or eighties, then then there's still some value there for him. Of course, not like before, but in the right build, he's still relevant. I think or that's if the you've point. got a lot of scoring already and you don't really yes. need that, yes. uh, he can do the other things or uh, pretty much everything other than score. Uh, yeah, that's what Draymond can can do. Um, Wiggins showed lots of you know nice things during the playoffs and during the finals. Uh, I I probably can see him moving up the ranks once again pro- this year. He might be overdrafted, I think, uh, because yeah, of people <laughs> remembering uh, what he did. Uh, but he's around nine. He's ninety ninth this year. So ninety ninth is not so bad. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's not so bad. It's I'm not saying, so bad. Is Clay going people, higher? Maybe some people will go will will go higher in picking him because of what he did in the playoffs. But the problems with his fantasy game is still there. Uh, at least none in the regular season. Sixty three percent, uh, free throw shooter and and nothing else much. Uh, he's improved his three pointers. He he can steal the ball as we saw last year. So. I don't know. Uh, do you buy the playoff performance or maybe... No, 99 just... is not bad. That's just me. Yeah, but 99 think... is okay. If you're going to pick him at the 70s or the 60s, I think that's a little too high. Uh, highest you can go maybe the late 80s. Uh, I think that's okay. There are flaws to his game. That's the challenge there. So as long as you understand the flaws in his game, then he can be worth a pick there in the late uh late you know 90s or early 90s or late 80s right uh clay thompson there's been a question about clay thompson i think in one of our um in in our facebook group uh last year he was injured so he was you know somehow drafted really low part of those injured guys uh did play much as well this last year this year, um, how do you see him? I mean, is he going to get back to that old player no. in what he's been going, what, third round, fourth round, right? Fifties, forties, right? Those are the peak play. No, the, the peak play was second round. The peak play was around yeah. second round. He, but there that's was just what, one year, two years? There are times, yeah. But, but he, he reached that, he reached those yeah, levels. He, he reached those levels, yeah. Yeah, but right now he's seventy eight, and uh, 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 about right for me, uh, seventy to eighty. If you're has, gonna ask has me, has Clay moved to being just a specialist now? I just think a three so. point specialist. I think so. If you watch him in the playoffs, you would not notice if it notice it if you don't really look carefully. The de- he's lost a step defensively, and that's one one of the things that he's proud of that he could play defense, right? Yeah, uh, he's a good defender, but he's lost a step. And having, I think, ACL and Achilles, right? Back-to-back, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. That, that takes that take something. But he was able to come back, yes. He's still a good three-point shooter. He still scores. He's still okay. That's why I have him around the... His tier is the Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole, the, the Sadiq Bay, 
these uh, these are the players that I is think he still were... better than these guys though. Um, maybe not. Because uh, the think... name value, he still has name value. I mean, Clay Thompson, but For over these he's, guys, he's gonna be drafted around the same level at this as these guys, but his ownership percentage will be higher because of his name value, as you said. Yeah. But I I will not pick him over them because uh, I think he's also gonna be load managed. He's still gonna be managed, and he's still gonna miss games, uh, rest days, and everything. So, so now um, the question yeah. is: Do you pick Jordan Poole over Clay Thompson? Um, for now, yes, I'll pick Poole over Clay Thompson. Uh, again, another player Poole will back back up is Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph, we know that we love. Who Steph. are these guys backing up Steph? I mean, we um, know Mac McClung, but uh, Ryan Rollins, I don't. I Ryan know. Rollins is the is the rookie second rounder, uh, solid guy, good guy. So he's 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 a good pick. He's a good pick, but he's a rookie. Mac McClung, he's not a rookie, but almost like a rookie. I mean, he didn't play that he's, much. He's uh, I think he's the U.S. version of uh, Mav here in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you can, right? you can put it that way. He's got a YouTube yeah. channel, but you know he can still uh, being in the summer league. I think or being in some of the preseason teams, I think says a lot as well for Mac McClung. Uh, he can Ro- play, but maybe not sure if it's the NBA level. No, Rollins and McClung they put him in here as a backup, but he's not a guy there. They have they should have put uh, Jordan Poole there. Poole will be the main backup of uh, Curry off the bench, and yeah. then Dante Divincenzo. I think those are the two guys that will. We'll get majority of the minutes at guard of the bench. All right. So now there was a question about uh, Moody and Kuminga uh, potentially breaking out. Breakout might be too much of a term, uh, too high of an expectation. I don't think they're going to break out. But at least can they have some value uh, given that some of these players might be load managed for Golden State after having a long season? I think so. Um, look at the they, they they became shallower. The rotation yeah, they, they lost did. Porter, they lost Delica, they lost uh, who else? They lost a lot of players off their bench. Uh, who's the guy? Uh, JTA, one Toscano, yeah. Anderson, Piton. So they lost a lot of players, and they only signed Dante Divincenzo. Obviously, somebody will step up, and I, I would put Moody over Kuminga because I've heard some bad. Uh, reviews about Kuminga, bad stories about his attitude supposedly in off season. I don't know if they're true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that uh, we heard something about that. And Moody is, oh, last year was solid already. So Moody, Moody. If I'm gonna bet, it's it's Moody. It's draftable, Moody. He's gonna take draftable. I mean, both these guys. No, no, not draftable. Someone you know, you're gonna, you have to put in your uh, in your watch list right away. He could be a Desmond Bain kind of player. You pick him up. The start of the season and he stays in your roster the rest of the way. It's yeah. possible. It's possible. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's it. That's the Golden State Warriors. Anything you want to add? Surprise players? No. A bunch uh, of you know players here we don't really know or ha- haven't really heard of. Uh, if you're in Dynasty League, maybe Patrick Baldwin, uh, another rookie who who was projected top five, and then he played for his father in college. And ruined his career because his father just gave him the ball. 
<laughs> and told him to do everything. And then, of course, you know, fathers don't know best sometimes. <laughs> and, yeah, well, but he's talented. He's very talented. Right. So if you're in Dynasty Leagues, maybe consider him. But if you're in the redraft leagues, the players we mentioned, those are just the players you have to uh, look out for. All right. Last for today, uh, today's episode, the Indiana Pacers starting lineup. I'll let you do this. Uh, this was probably easy. Yeah. This, this can go a lot of ways. Actually, we can debate. I don't know. I've asked you a question here. I'm sure Halliburton, Jalen Smith, and Miles Turner will start. But who yeah. will start with them? Who, who who do you have starting with them? Uh, yeah, Buddy Hill would start. I, I mean, Duarte would start. I think this is a sort good starting lineup. Uh, because they said Hill will go back to his six-man role. That, that's what they say. I mean, oh. some some people say. I mean, he's going back to his six-man role. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you, how you see it. Or maybe he's going somewhere else. Possibly also, yes. Uh, but no, I don't see him moving back to six. I mean, he was so good last year. Buddy Hill was the Buddy Hill that many really wanted from Sacramento, right? Um, he played well. He contributed more. Not just the trees, not just a specialist. Well, this is fantasy-wise, of course. Uh, so I think... For his fantasy value, if he moves back to the six-man role, I, I'm not even sure. Uh, if he's he's still gonna be draftable, but not the the Buddy Hill that we saw late last year. Yeah, but um, that's what I thought. I thought who's gonna start, gonna start though? Um, Matt Nesmith. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of Pacers, Yeah, a lot of Pacers. Um. Uh, Reporters, analysts were saying Maturin and Duarte will start because they want Hill as their back as their sixth man. Some some ad- others have said that Oshay Brissett will, will start. So there have been a lot of uh, a lot of things going on. But, it's unclear. Of course, this is one of the teams that you have to watch out for in training camp because there's still Isaiah Jackson. Remember, so yeah. we have there's a lot of things here that that can change and they're a very flexible team as Maturin. Terry Taylor, remember Terry Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember this guy? So, so a lot of good players there, not great, not, you know, but solid, solid players. So they could go a lot of ways. If you ask me, I do, I'm going to say, I'm going to go Duarte and Maturin starting and healed off the bench Um, because they want to trade him already. I think. No, but if uh, you think about it, yeah, that can also happen. It can also, you know, go the other way where Duarte comes off the bench. Yeah, that's um, also possible. Yeah, uh, I think last year they did some of those uh, when, you know, after Field got traded to Indiana. Um, the thing is, if you look at this depth chart, there's really no one in the second unit who you can say can score here. Um, so that's why they might move back either Duarte or Field. I think, you know, from the basketball point of view, that could make sense. Uh, Hill, though, is a more what established name, I guess. Yes, yes. That's the only reason why he probably would start. But um, and Dwight comes off the bench. But I also can see you know Hill coming off the bench just to give them a boost in scoring from That's the second true. unit. Well. Um, if we talk about fantasy values, we talked about Halliburton a while ago. 
I think we don't have to talk about him anymore. We he he his range goes everywhere. I don't. I think we both agree that for us he's a late fourteen team first rounder, late. Yeah. I mean, close to early second round, late first, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, somewhere there. Some people have him at thirties. I found that I find that too absurd. That's too low. But uh, that's our take. And then after that, Buddy Heald for me. Uh, Miles Turner, of course. Miles and Buddy Heald will probably be number two and number three. Uh, do you agree with that? I think. Turner yeah. and Buddy. Yeah. Uh, so, I think I think Smith surprises, will surprise us a bit. I mean, I feel like he's... We've seen how good he can be. I think he's going to be better this year just because he's in contract. Um, uh, more established role. I mean... You know, last year he got the role because he got someone got injured, right? Miles Turner got injured. Now, you know, at least it's clear he's going to be the starting power forward. So I think Jalen Smith will surprise us uh, a bit here. I think he's the guy that might surprise us here. Um, you Miles, have him over Jackson? Yeah, I have him over Jackson. Oh, um, unless Miles Turner goes down. I mean... You know what I like about Jaden Smith? He can rebound, he can score, he doesn't hurt you in the field goal. Uh, maybe you would want more blocks. I say Jackson can give you blocks, but maybe you could get your blocks somewhere else. Uh, so I have him over Jackson. Do you have Jackson over Jaden Smith? No, I asked I asked that because Jackson is 85th, Jaden is 89. So they're 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 near they're each close. Other they're close. They're close. And I've I I've heard, of course, uh, some analysts uh uh, popular ones who really love Isaiah Jackson. So, uh, I'll answer it uh, two ways. What kind of a player are you? If you're someone who just wants solid guy, no risk, uh, just somebody that's going to be solid, I'll go Jalen Smith. But if you want a jackpot kind of a player, you go Isaiah Jackson. If Miles Turner gets traded... You know why why Isaiah Jackson gets a premium on the rankings, right? Because he can block. Yeah. And Jalen Smith... He can steal, steal yeah, and block. Well, he can defend. Let's put it yeah. that way. But he's not a. I can't say he's a better scorer than Jalen Smith. I think Jalen Smith is a better scorer. I'm not even sure he's a better rebounder. Yes, for yeah, I could say he's a better rebounder, scorer. Jalen Smith is a better shooter. I yeah, would give Jalen. But um, I say Jackson. If you get him, and then Miles Turner gets traded, he's top fifty. Well, he's top fifty. If he says so, it's a so, different story when Master Turner gets yes. traded. So no, no, but but he won't be traded by the time you draft. So it's up to you if you want that risk, that gamble, that you pick him in the eighties or nineties, maybe nineties, and then he gives you top fifty value the rest of the way after Miles Turner gets traded, which I think he will get traded. So what kind of manager are you? That's the question there. <laughs> what kind of how how much of a gambler are you, I guess? Well, even if Miles Turner doesn't get traded, we're sure Miles Turner is not going to finish the season. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We haven't yeah. seen Miles Turner finish a season for years. Um, now, let's segue to that. Miles Turner has not finished a season for years. Has been going, what, third round, fourth round? Probably third one of round. the better setter options there in the you know late second, third, third round. Right, forty third. So, how do you treat him now? Coming off an injury, missed pretty much half of the season. I'm, I'm not really into Miles Turner this year. Maybe it's also because of my draft. 
it, it, here's the thing. My draft position, our draft position is 13-14, somewhere there. So we'll probably will... miss out on him already. No, no. That, this is the funny thing. You're gonna pick a risky player there already. Then the next pick is 42-43, which is where Miles Turner is. And I'm pretty sure he's gonna be available at that range. So that's that's funny because that is the kind of first round pick we will get. Will is the kind of you know it's not the first round pick for Miles Turner, as you said he's very risky. He can get he will get traded. He might get injured. So I'm not on, I'm not high on him this year. But forties too high. Um, if he yeah, drops to sixties. Uh, probably fifties. I'll consider fifties. <laughs> Maybe I'll consider. But you, you consider. But there was some hesitation there. Sixties, uh, probably right. Sixties. Yeah, I'm sure Miles Turner is gonna explode start of the season. He does all all the time. Uh, he Just does every try year. to trade him again. <laughs> he if does can. every year. He he starts strong every year and doesn't finish the season. That's Miles Turner. Sorry. Um. I, I'm just thinking of other centers who might, you know, go, you know, might be better options than him. I mean, there will be a lot, but uh, he has he has Jared Allen Mobley. That's his tier. Allen Mobley, Aton, Vucevic. That's their tier. And I have all of those ahead of him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all of those ahead for of sure. Him. I mean, I'd rather have Jared Allen. Uh, he's other than the trees. He's pretty much. I mean, Mobley, right? Trees, blocks, same same stats. This much. will be harder. Miles, Chris Tops. Miles or Chris Tops. Or Nurkic, maybe. That, that's the tier I'm hey, Nurkic has been killing be. it in the uh what? The qualifiers, right? Yeah, but but that is the tier I think Miles Turner should belong in. Not the tier I mentioned a while ago. I think he's in the Jonas Valanciunas for saying is Miles Turner, Nurkic. That's the tier. That's where, where he, is, he belongs. But I should, Valanciunas is still in New Orleans, right? Yes. Valanciunas in New Orleans. Oh, I'm down on Valanciunas. I'm down yeah, on Valanciunas. Yeah, because Zion's coming back. Uh, right? Yes. The same question I had with you the other day in our group chat about Herb Jones. Um, you know, everyone was so high on Herb Jones. Uh, I stopped bidding on Herb Jones because I realized Zion's coming back. But, yes. Yeah, we will we'll probably talk about that in the next episode. But uh, I think... Yeah, I have those guys over Miles Turner, I think. Uh, Miles Turner can give you blocks, threes, and pretty much that's it. Um, I can see him as a specialist, so if you're really... But he can win you blocks single-handedly. I mean, um, yes. but with coming off an injury, we're still not sure. So I think, yeah, you're right. Uh, I have lots of those guys. Jared Allen, Mobley, even Valanciunas, Vucevic, of course, obviously. Over him, uh, if you want, Aiton, yeah, who's the Aiton, yeah. So yeah, those are solid players, younger, not as injury prone, uh, than than Miles Turner. Uh, other players who, so Isaiah Jackson is probably the surprise guy. Yeah, yeah. Duarte maybe. Can you say Duarte, about Duarte? Duarte, yeah, maybe a late rounder. He could be. But Duarte is just a scorer. That's that's not a good. You know, he's not a good fantasy. Mm, he, yeah, he started well, well last year. He started well, well because he no one knows him. Yes, uh, he wasn't that uh, hyped. That's why people were on him. But I think 
uh, he is what he is. Uh, he's a late, uh, a solid guy, decent guy, someone you will pick in in the FA sometimes. You know, sometimes you will drop. Yeah, so if he needs scoring, I think he's the guy. He can be. He okay. could. He could. He could help in scoring. I think uh, there are a lot of players here that could be question marks. PJ McConnell, for one, mm-hmm. he got injured last year. So he was also asked in one of the, you know, I I forgot a comment or what about TJ McConnell. Mm-hmm. I think McConnell, uh, people kind of forgotten about him, but he's still that guy. He's still the assistant steals guy. I don't think anything changing there. But he's not, of course, gonna have a big uh, role anymore because Halliburton is there. So that's why if you're in deep leagues, if he say if if you need assists late in the 11, 12, 13th round. I still see him as someone you can consider there. But mm-hmm. his upside is not that high anymore. So he's probably the last few picks there just to round up your team, just to get assists and steals here, catching up on those stats. He's a specialist, in, is what we're saying. A yeah. lot of question about Maturin also. Uh, I'm not that high on Maturin. Uh, he's a sixth pick. I know he's a very confident, arrogant guy. He has all the confidence in this world. But what does he do? He shoots threes. That's it. He's basically body healed. 10 years younger. So, um, na, not this year for me, Maturin. Mm, not, not yet. All right. So, yeah, that uh, wraps up our depth chart analysis for these four teams. And hope that helped you guys. Very interesting teams, unlike the past uh, episode wherein you know, we ended on a dull note with the Dallas Mavericks, which really didn't have much uh, fantasy players as options. Uh, anyway, that's it, guys, for this episode. We'll see you on the next one for the next four depth chart analysis. We'll try to finish everything in the next couple of weeks for you guys to, as you prepare for your drafts. Draft season's coming. Probably in a week or two, there will be lots of drafts, drafts going on. So we'll see you in the next episode, guys. Bye.